What's up, guys? This is It's Real with Jordan and Demi. We have Aaron of Porches. Oi. Hey, Aaron. What's going on, man? No, I just realized I, I did have a microphone at the beginning. So now I got a microphone. <laughs> you got your headphones. We're all set up. We're all set yeah. up. You got this new album coming out. You just released an album last year, last spring-ish, summer-ish. Mm -hmm. So what was, why the quick turnaround? You've done this before. Why did you like go right back into the studio, right back into making something so quickly? Um, well, there, there, really, there wasn't much else to do, I guess, at that point. I was uh, meant to go on like a year long tour with Ricky Music. That's was uh, gonna start like March 2020. And obviously a lot of shit went down. So I just found myself at home and doing really like the only thing that I know how to do to entertain myself. And I felt lucky that I <clears throat> had something like that at all, you know, in my room that I could just kind of put my head down for five, six hours a day. And I just, uh, it helps me stay sane and focused. And like, that's kind of why, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't set out to make an album necessarily, but it helped to kind of like make these huge lists and like go through all these old songs and like just really was able to wrap my head around it in a different way, I think, with all that space so some of the songs on this album you've been kicking around for a couple of years uh maybe not a couple of years but i think ricky music probably was done being mixed and mastered like probably close to a year before it came out which is typically how it goes so i just write like non-stop or i have for the past like seven years basically um <clears throat> so yeah some of it was older like but there are a couple songs that stuck out that felt really different and kind of exciting in a new way and so i kind of like worked with those and then made some new stuff and just slowly tried to like build this world and it felt it felt really um it felt really important to have it come out this year like in october was like the soonest and I like pleaded with my record label and my management for like two months. I was like, it has to come out this year. And I just felt, I had this weird gut feeling like I hadn't had in the past where it just seemed really important um, to kind of like drop it into this context, like close to where it was born, you know, and I felt like it would not, accomplish the same things or like even sound the same if we waited like till March 2022 or sometime next year so it felt urgent like the whole record feels urgent just like emotionally and I feel like in line with that I just wanted it to like get out there you know and not overthink it just kind of yeah. push through yeah totally totally your new single lately I'm super into it's kind of a little bit more it's kind of harder than your uh previous releases and actually the video is super super cool is it like a 70s inspired thing i wanted to know in your words what is lately about and also where did you grow the inspiration for the video and, and how it was directed um 
Yeah, well, that song, I, I like that song because it's kind of like, I feel like it could be a conversation between like two people or a conversation you're having with yourself. Uh, I think that's like a little bit more what it feels like to me, but it's just this back and forth where you're like not really sure what side you're on or if it's just yourself and you're like, I don't know, it just it's kind of like in the spirit of the rest of the record where I think it's kind of like vague or the lyrics are kind of abstract, but they're meant to just like be this weird puzzle of words that that conjures up like an emotion or a physical feeling or something and it's less about like a literal story or something like that and that that honestly was like kind of a big a big part of all of the lyrics on this record was not being so like site specific or like something like that and just sort of making these like weird like mantra like repetitive like phrases that didn't make all that much sense i guess literally but they felt like very meaningful to sing and I, I hope that you know that kind of has a similar effect on whoever is listening to it um the video i guess with uh, with all the videos for this record i was like trying to think of like what what feels most natural and like emotional for me to do and it's perform and like jump around and like that's where i get lost the most and like feel the music the most i'm not like an actor and i feel like i found myself in music video situations where i'm like why am i like lifting weights in a mm. gym now like this like it sounds like fun on paper because you know it's like a weird task to set out to do to make a music video you're like okay like yeah like bikes and like all this shit that sound fun and then I'll be there like why like why not just do the thing that I know how to do so they're all I just tried to make them all performance driven and performance based and then like introduce these characters just kind of make it like strange that girl Morgan is my neighbor and I've always wanted to make a video with her and that the older guy Chris is like this New York legend who's come out to like every porches show we've ever played in new york he's there at like 5 p.m you know like sound check stands in the front row the whole time so that was the idea with that and just to try and have fun with it i guess it's like cliche as that sounds i was like if i it was sort of like that with the whole thing like the record the photos the videos i was like if i'm not doing this in the most joyful way, like why am I doing it at all? Which seems like a no brainer, but I feel it took like a lot of like shit shutting down to kind of remember that that's the most like contagious thing or that, you know, like people respond to that the most, I think is when someone's like uh, believing in themselves and like shining in the best way. <laughs> that they know how to do it, you know? Not yeah. to sound like right. a, hip, a hippie or whatever. Um, I find that you're someone that kind of plays with personas alongside your releases. 
And I wanted to know if you do that on purpose um, and do you like set that up per release? No, I definitely like see these like personas like a little more in focus like as time passes, but typically it's like two years between records or it's been like that. And I don't know if you're like me, but I'm like super ADD and want to like try everything out and like different hair cuts or whatever. So it's like usually pretty drastic, like even just like physically the way I look in two years. And I do like the idea of like playing with these characters for sure. And like kind of some like theme or like look or s s whatever you want to call it, like in, in a record or during a cycle. But I, I don't think I've ever like set out to be like the next one, I'm going to do like a grunge thing. And like, after that, I'm going to like, reinvent myself and like be this it's a it's a pretty organic uh shit but but people don't really see like the shit in between you know it's they just see like what you look like two years later and they're like what what's he up to now <laughs> <laughs> dimmy dimmy mentioned uh the the harder sound on on uh the singles from this upcoming album and it seems that you that, that it's, it has a more abrasive sound. And you've also, I feel like you you you're you're working more with the the sound of your voice. You're experimenting with different pitches and different uh, voice modulation, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how much do you do you besides the instrumentation? How much have you concentrated on the way your voice sounds now, as opposed to earlier in your career? <clears throat> um. Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like. Now more than ever, I feel like I'm embracing like being a singer. Like I really like the idea of like even if people are like, "What do you do?" I'm like, I'm a singer. Like this mm -hmm. kind of fantasy, like like you're a Frank Sinatra. Like this out naive, there. yeah. Like I want to grow up and be a singer. Like mm -hmm. not like oh, I make music. Like, um, but yeah, I think you know it's like such a crazy instrument and like i don't know i just feel like the older i get like the the more like free i feel like with my voice and like the less scared i feel to like make some like weird sounds with it or say some like stranger things like that doesn't have to fit into what i think is like cool or like current or what smart even like i just i feel like i really it's like the whole point I think of singing is like express yourself in the, in the, in the, you know, like in the most unique way possible, like in the way that no one else could. So I sort of, I guess was trying to embrace like certain parts about it. Like if my voice got fucking like crazy broken up or like scratchy or like I would keep that cause that felt good. Or if I like, did like a little voice because I thought it was funny or like people respond. I just did it. You know, I, I felt like I was really um, just careful about like what parts I pick and I tried to have them all be like the most kind of off the cuff, like weird, like random 
moments like collaged into like the most captivating like performance I could put out, I guess, you know? Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I can tell like you are it sounds like you're more confident as a as a singer than you were five, six years ago. I felt I felt more confident as a singer. I also felt as far as like the the hardness, I like that term, but I felt like if I was gonna put any music out at all ever again, like in that sort of like what is gonna happen in the world, like tomorrow kind of thing. I just wanted to make something that was like as like I don't know, direct, I guess. Like, I, I felt like it would be a dis, like, to ask someone to, like, be patient listening to a song of mine or, like, put the headphones on and, like, get, like, get it. Like, that something that was, like, took a little more energy to, to get into. I just wanted to make, like, the opposite of that where you put it on and you're just, like, let's go. Like, this is, like, you know, it's like violent and emotional and like tender all throughout, but there's this sort of level of energy and like care and like youthfulness or something that I was trying to like kind of make sure every song was like reached a certain bar as far as how like intentional it was or something. So that's why I think it sounds like the most like alive Porch's record in a while because despite the the state of the world for like a lot of working on it like I felt like more human than I've ever like have, have ever felt and like thankful to like whatever just wanted to connect like in a different way because it felt like the time yeah. where a lot of people were desperate to like connect with anyone yeah absolutely absolutely I found actually in high school it was, and I found an, a stripped down version of Shape. Do you know what I'm talking about? That I did or that someone else did? Yeah, you did. Was it electric? Mm. Do you, I think you had like bleached hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Whoa, um, maybe. And it was so, <laughs> it was so Is it like, did some, it was on someone else's like YouTube thing? Mm-hmm. I might. It might have been one of those session things. You do like a million of those session videos, you know. Like, there were more of those session videos back in the day. That was a while yeah. ago. It was probably like. I know it's from the from your. Uh, six years ago. Which yeah. Um, and then I heard the real song shape and how it's so electronic and it's just mm -hmm. it blows my mind sometimes. You know, you just like there's it's almost nothing. You, there's nothing you really have it touch base with production wise or you know, with your instruments. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about that album in particular because I I think it's an awesome album. And when I think of you, I think of Pool. Um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that album? We can just go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, that's a really special record, I think. That's like, I was... Uh, I don't know, I guess I was like 21 or something, 22, and had just moved to New York and 
sort of decided to just like learn how to record my own music and i feel like it was this total love affair with like production and synthesizers and drum machines where i just like i, I didn't I signed a record deal i like had this weird construction gig i was living with my girlfriend at the time and set up this little like studio desk thing and uh that was it like there was no other reason i was recording music other than just being totally in love with making it and so you know i'd write these songs and i spent like a year kind of learning recording them demoing them i guess and by the end of that when i felt like i had maybe 10 or 12 songs that were starting to sound pretty good my production skills were like a lot better so i just essentially re-recorded the whole thing from the top and i don't know it's like a really that's like a crazy special time in people's lives i think like early 20s like super naive i was at least you know i grew up in the suburbs so i was i felt like pretty unjaded pretty wide-eyed and i think you know you can hear a lot of that joy on that record and um <clears throat> yeah i think honestly since then i've like felt uh determined to like top that or like recapture like some of that and i think the last two records like the house and ricky music i'm realizing in hindsight were kind of like these public experiments where like it was I wanted to push myself further. I like tried a million different things, like ways of singing, like instrumentation, like arrangements for songs. And after two years, we kind of collab, put together like a scrapbook or a collage of like my best or most exciting like experiments. And with this one, I wanted to make like a world. I think pool is like. A real world like you put it on and you're like in it till the last song and i think with this all day gentle hold at least i was you know i wanted to like create a similar thing where it's all just kind of fits in you're not taken out of it at any point and you just like get lost you know and you kind of i've thought of it as a whole it wasn't like every song that i made every decision i made was kind of imagining it in the context of the whole record so i think there are some parallels like lyrically too i think i kind of went back to this more abstract kind of like poem prose weird kind of style so pool was was obviously kind of your breakthrough album it also made you a critical favorite, um, you know, blogs and magazines really reviewed it well. Um, it became kind of this beloved album. How did you handle all the praise that you received, that the album received uh, mentally? Uh, because on one hand, you can enjoy the success and be like, oh, I, you know, it's great that people love it. But on the other hand, you know, you've got to make another album after that. You've got to do shows, that kind of thing. So take us back to that time mentally in your, in your, in your personal life. What was it like to have all that praise heaped upon you? 
Um, <clears throat> well, my friend put it so well. He was like, you were in the middle of like living your wildest dream and you had no idea. Like, I didn't feel, I felt excited, but I like, I was excited that I got a record deal and it was like my job to make music. So the second that happened, I was like, I'm going to use every second I have to like make music and make the best things I can make and share with the world. And like, um, so I never felt, I probably should have like felt more pressure to like follow it up with like, I don't know. Like I never thought about the like sophomore slump or like, any of that stuff and i think that's kind of a blessing that or a testament to like i just still am like kind of obscenely so like making music like it's just a different thing you know i think if some people kind of i don't know i i didn't realize it was happening i guess like i felt like it was cool that people showed up to the shows <laughs> like the reviews were good and i was just like fuck yeah like let, let's keep going like i'll make as many records as people want to listen to and um i still feel that way you know it's like it's hard to it, it was a really special time and like the further away i get from it like the more clear it becomes like you were saying like this moment but i think I think there's a lot of truth in like when you're in something like that, it's just, it doesn't register as, you know, like a breakthrough thing or like, it's just hard to, it was hard to, nothing was, it was felt great. You know, I just was again, thrilled to be making music. So I, yeah. I don't feel much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who is a super guitar pedal nerd, and uh, he wanted to relay this message to you. What is the gear that you cannot live without? That I cannot live without. Um, I've been. I got this like Roland Juno. Oh, you, you want to talk about guitars mm -hmm. stuff? Um, there's this like chorus. This uh. Yamaha chorus pedal. I think it's like the CE3. And you could find them for like 30 or 40 bucks on eBay. But it's just like, that's kind of what I use all the time for any guitar pedal nerds out there. It's like a stereo chorus. So you plug the guitar in and it has two outputs out. So in the headphones, it like is doing two separate things in each headphone. Whereas like, a mono thing is like it's either on one side or the other so it's like one is going like wobbly and one is straight so it's like this stereo effect and i think that that pedal on like anything a bass keyboard drum machine like is a pretty that's cool to me i i, I use that all the time um i use a lot of like in logic the recording program i, I use a lot of the effects in there too and just plug the guitar like directly in i never like mic the guitar amp or anything like that so really recording you never mic your amp you just go directly into mm -hmm. no yeah it's like 
I'll have like, you know, some distortion pedals and some stuff that I do like in the computer, but I like how just like disgustingly like clean it sound can sound at times, you know, if it's just like and plus I, you know, I record all of this in my room, so I'm not trying to like I don't I also live in like, you know, a New York City apartment, so I don't have room for like an amp or like I try and keep it pretty pretty tight. Yeah, we got to keep it tight here in New York. We definitely do. The scene and the way music is exhibited here in New York is different than it was when you were coming up in 2011, 12, 13. How would you compare the music world here in New York now with the music scene that you came up in, you know, 10 years ago? Yeah, I think I've been thinking about that a lot. It's like, I have no idea. Like, I'm sure there's, I know that there's, like, kids making art and, like, figuring out how to get it out there and, like, you know, DIY versions of what I was doing, like, when I was 18 years old and, like, playing these house shows down here, like, Silent Barn, Death by Audio, Shea Stadium, all these... Oh, yeah, which are like not around, but so like I, I'm not. I don't want to like say like I know that that spirit like will never go away. Like kids, like whether it's on the internet or like TikTok or Instagram or like in you know whatever these other spaces that I just don't know about. But I, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like I, it feels like almost feels like the last. Like I caught the very tail end of like that type of like, I don't know. Like I just played a bunch of shows. I play like six shows a month in New York. I don't think you can do that now. There's like uh, any bill that like someone dropped off. I was like, I'll come. Like I call my band. Like, can we like go to this thing? Can you please like drop what you're doing and play this show? And I think uh, it doesn't really... As far as I know, like that's not how you make a name for yourself. I think. Yeah, it's a bummer, Aaron. I I came up at the tail. I came up as a. I'm into this whole world. I'm a music. I'm a photographer and, and video director, and I started doing shows and and doing uh, documentaries with bands at places like Shea Stadium and Palisades and Cake Shop and those kind of mm-hmm. spots. Um, and it's kind of a bummer that they don't. Some of them don't exist anymore. But at the same time do you enjoy having, you know, your apartment to record in before you go out and test these songs? Or do you like, or do you miss those days when you could like throw an experiment out there and the way people reacted to it? Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really have the option to like go out and experiment anymore, but I do think there is, it's just like an extra step to remind myself like kind of get out of my head and like out of whatever lane I'm going down like what would this be like you know if I were to play it for a friend that's why I kind of like my version of that is like texting it to a friend or like whereas when I was 17 I would like burn it onto a CD call a friend like, hey, can I come pick you up and like show you this song and drive around with the burnt CD with like one new song on it, you know, and that was kind of 
how I shared it, which which makes me think like, you know, there's there's got to be a community for like the up and coming artists to like connect and like share what they're working on and like get it out there. It's just not. I don't know if it's as like physical or like you know. But um, what was the start of that question? No, you got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah. That's actually that's a good. That's good when you get to the end of your answer and you don't remember what the question was because it means that a, something natural came out. Got you know? Lost in it. Yeah. 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 Let's talk more about like your personal style because there's such a you have such a staple style to you and you've done some fashion stuff and I was. I was wondering, are you like into high fashion or are you kind of like the pick up whatever you find on the floor type of guy? Um, I'm, I'm definitely like super both. <laughs> I go through phases. The stuff on the floor is really cool stuff. There's, uh, I mean, especially in this neighborhood, there's like so much good stuff, like weird, like vintage, secondhand, like thrift stores and racks on the street and like these like delis that sell these wild clothes like if it looks beautiful or like shredded like i'm into it like whether it's you know like a pair of prada shoes or like a flannel that costs like 50 cents like on the corner and i like kind of combining those right because I feel like unless you have like a ton of money, you look like an idiot, like walking around in like all designer clothes. There's unless a lot of there's a lot of people with a ton of money who also look like idiots, though. Too. So. This is true. Taste is you know is you know it's just because you have money doesn't mean you have taste, I guess. But I, I like I'm interested in it all. I'm interested what like the elderly people wear around the neighborhood. I'm interested what the kids are wearing i'm interested like what's on the runway and i'm interested what's like in the trash can i like i just i love clothes you know I, I really like to get dressed and like express myself that way and found a lot of there are some people at my agency actually i don't know if you're in conversation with them elite that are fans of yours and are kind of talking and i was wondering if you have any plans to get into more to the fashion world yeah i mean i like don't ask me how like have a contract with elite <laughs> it's like kind of like i don't know what like they because they represent like women or like only have represented women until like a year ago or something but yeah my friend scooped me up so i'm yeah i'm, I'm down it's like kind of comes around with like album cycles and stuff where they kind of be like guys putting record out like find some like partnerships but i i love that stuff you know it's nice to do it um as a as an artist as a i feel like being a like a dedicated model is a totally different story but i think as a musician and art they kind of let you you know like be more involved in the vision and like pick the clothes out and like I, I feel like I feel like Demi's trying to angle into some kind of campaign with you and Aaron where you and Aaron are in a campaign oh. together. Yeah, I feel that's, like that's, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, hit him. Get get on the phone with the lead. Bring him yeah. to the the fourth box here. <laughs> Work mm-hmm. something out. Aaron, one thing I like to do on this show is is talk about kind of signature songs and signature sounds. And, um, you know, one of your most popular tracks is Mood. And it's built around this keyboard riff, this keyboard sample. I'm, I'm curious if this is, if this happens uh, in general or, or specifically this track, was that keyboard riff, was that something that was kind of swimming around for a few years? You couldn't figure out what to do with it? Or was that keyboard line specifically for that song? <clears throat> Um, no, I think funnily enough, with a lot of those songs on pool, like when I was recording the demos, I would have the song and I would like start the drum machine and I would have like, I was like, I need to like start the song somehow. So I would basically just like make up like four bars of music and then like start the song just so I had like a head start. And I feel like those ideas, because they were the least, you know, they're like kind of like, I wasn't thinking about them. There was no pressure. There's just kind of like a ramp up. So I'm pretty sure that that bass line going like boom, 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 was part of that. Like just first thought, best thought. And then the like Jess. Yeah, it was not kicking around at all. I think it was honestly like came up with it on the spot. And that's, again, I think, you know, the, the most exciting stuff where you're there's no pressure to pop something out and it just comes from this sort of inspired place, like the core. So, again, just swinging it back to the new album, I tried to do that. I tried to like freestyle over the song. I would sing the song like 50 times and just make up words, like spit anything out that came to mind. And then you can tell when it's like heightened or when you like catch a wave and you're like, the words are just pouring out and the melodies are just like, you're not asking questions. You're just like a vessel almost. So I tried to just capture all of those and piece them together so it's all this kind of as heightened inspired uh as heightened and inspired as i could make this stuff i appreciate you bringing it back around to the new album that was nice that was nice (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you grew up in pleasantville right i did yeah i've read that somewhere because you said earlier you were in chinatown before we started the show and I'm like the New York City diehard person. Like, you know, I almost never want to leave, but um, sometimes we have to. I'm wondering, are you in New York City? Like, do you rep New York hard after everywhere you've traveled? Are you going to Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as far as, like, living goes, I don't, I don't know if there's another... Uh, I'm sure you've had people try to lure your lure you to LA at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like LA. You know, I love a lot of cities in this country. I love Chicago. I love Nashville. I love LA. I love you know, like pretty much everywhere. I love you know Portland, like the Pacific Northwest. But 
Yeah, I just, I don't know, it's because I grew up in the Northeast, but I feel like this is just, if I'm going to, like, get set up and, like, put down any roots or, like, sign a lease, like, it's going to be in New York. If it's in this country, I do want to, like, live abroad somewhere someday. I think it would be kind of a waste of, and a missed opportunity to not, like, live in Paris for two years or like an extended period of time or like Barcelona or London or Scotland, like, out of, you know, just somewhere else outside of the U S. Um, but I also, one of my goals is to eventually like get a house upstate Northeast. Um, not suburbs. I think like, between between rural and like full rural and suburban like a hudson valley situation yeah but like maybe a little bit further north like gotcha. my my parents moved out of pleasantville when i was pretty young so there my dad's in greenwich new york which is near saratoga that's pretty like cornfield backyard vibes and my mom is in southern vermont and it's a similar like pretty spread out and i like i'd like to be close enough to the city to you know be around that energy but also i i feel like my ears like <laughs> are like wearing out do you ever feel that like some days like the the grates shutting or like any sound like the street cleaner honking is like sickening or like just matter like i gotta like some days it blends in some days it doesn't blend yeah in some days it's yeah. all music to my ears and other days right. like i got it <laughs> right well i just moved from bushwick to bedsty and that was a big difference in the, how quiet the neighborhood is so is it, where is it where is it quieter well, in, in Bed-Stuy, you go south of Broadway, it just, the streets are quieter. The streets are bigger, like the streets are wider and you just don't have as much foot traffic and as much, um, not as many stereos playing, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a different, but you know, that's, that's the way it is. One block to another, one block can be really noisy. The next block can be super quiet. So that's just kind of yeah. the way it is. Yeah. I am uh, obsessed with Eldridge Street. If you guys, you probably, I'm sure you've been. There's the Vanessa's dumplings, like. I just Elvis had Vanessa's a couple days ago, actually. Yeah, I had the 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 chicken and uh, I think it was uh, spicy chicken dumpling or something like that. Yeah. So good, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Shout out Vanessa's. Spon yeah, <laughs> sponsor I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of, a lot of shout outs. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Aaron, we got we to gotta go, but thank you so much for joining okay. us on the show. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Are you doing any uh, TV or any uh, big, big fancy media appearances leading up to the... Uh... Cross your fingers for me. We'll see. Okay. We're doing a lot of press now, so... Oh, because see, it impresses my mom. I have to impress my mom mm. when we have a guest on here that ends up going on Jimmy Fallon or James <laughs> Corden too. or something. I'd be like, look, mom, they were yeah. just on my show. Mm -hmm. That's that's true. I, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Aaron. We'll talk to you later. All right. Cheers. All right. Bye. There you go, Demi. 
Wow, we had porches on the show, you guys. How do you feel? Good, good, good. And I like that we got uh, kind of a mix of music nerd stuff and then life in New York stuff, because that's kind of, that's honestly like the vibe of our show is what pedal do you use, but also what's your favorite part of New York, you know? Mm -hmm. The legend, movies, I love it. And Demi is coming to us live from a abandoned uh, fashion week. The the we just had fashion week here in New York, but some of the jobs, some of the events are still kind of going on, and that probably was bustling with, with activity a week ago. Look at those clothing clothing racks, and now Demi can just spin around. So we have a new we have a show next Tuesday, four thirty p.m. We have Swaco, uh, who's been doing some big things in the rap game. Um, and so we're excited for that show. Episode. You can always go to Spotify, to YouTube, to Facebook, uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts or watch podcasts. We're everywhere uh, for our previous shows that include everyone from Thurston Moore, Two Feet, um, Wyclef Sean. Uh, any, we have a lot of throwbacks, a lot of great throwbacks and a lot of uh, current artists that are hot today. So check that out. All right, Demi, we'll talk to you. We'll see you later, guys.